0: well hello everybody a long last once again it's time for Saints radio and we are so very happy to be able to uh, to have the opportunity to re-engage with this broadcast and we trust that all of you are well and by the miracle of our Internet connection and equipment. Monica is connecting with us from, how far away is it? Like a mile? A mile away?
1: It's exactly, it is exactly a mile. Yeah. It's exactly a mile. Yeah. It takes like two minutes and 17 seconds for me to get there by car. I guess depending on how fast I drive.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's great to. To have a very clear connection and to uh, I can hear you very well and I'm sure that everybody else is happy to hear you well also. So um, a whole lot has happened since we were last on this broadcast and uh, it's my hope that there are actually some some folks listening to it
1: <laughs> actually I did I just heard from Vicki and Port St. John and I had checked in with them earlier today about just letting them know that we're praying for them I'm sure you've done the same thing with our Tampa family um, she said pastor Larry was out trying to bring stuff into the garage their biggest concern is the water and I remember the last hurricane that they had them sending pictures of them like in some kind of a canoe <laughs> they were having to to paddle their way down the street so we certainly are praying for our florida contingent boat on both both sides
0: yes i i uh was actually praying last night we don't want to wish any difficulties on anybody in the panhandle or <clears throat> Excuse me in Mississippi or Louisiana but I was I was praying that that thing would start to weaken and that it would go off to the west but um it looks like it's just kind of sitting there now
1: Don't hurricanes generally do that though it's like they they seem to to find a place and kind of hover 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 hover
0: well we'd have just to, to- We'd have to surrender ourselves to the, uh, the expertise of the, of the resident meteorologist down there, Annette.
1: Well, I've checked with her as well. And she, she sent me some pictures of some radar. It's really pretty, you know, when she sends those pictures with all the colors and it's really beautiful, but, um, she's actually in day two of her new job, which she gave testimony of while she was here in Dallas during the seminar. We're so really thankful for, God's provision in her life and everybody's life that brought forth testimony um, in whatever way that was. But so today's day, two, So she's probably way more focused on her job, paying attention <laughs> yeah. than watching the radar. But we also have um, Stacey McGill is listening. We have Julia there in the south of France listening. We have Luke and Sylvie who have written and said that they're listening. Hi, Luke and Sylvie and Julia. We love and bless and miss you. And Stacy, um, Miguel, one of our faithful listeners. That's all I know right now.
0: Wow. That's, that's, uh, that's a mighty team of people. And, um, I'm so grateful for every one of them. Uh, so we, you know, we pray that the Lord will intervene and um, cause this, this storm not to be uh, in any way a disaster. Um, I'm looking at the storm tracker right now. But see, what I heard... And again, we need to probably cease and desist from this topic other than to say we're praying uh, was that the projections you know, they don't really know right now they They can say, well, it might go here, but they some will say, well, it could go off this way too, so we'll see, we'll pray
1: we'll just we'll just believe that it'll be like the latter rain and believe for no damage, just a nice, good ladder rainfall. (laughs) Amen. (sighs) To water the seed that the Lord has so faithfully planted in each one of us for a full harvest. I was looking through um, some photos yesterday and today, and and what is this? September 27th, two, September 27th of 2019. We were down in Sao Paulo with many of these that we're talking about from Florida, um, doing ministry. And I just, I really got homesick looking at those, those pictures of being with our Brazilian family with, with our Floridians and, and many from, from our house and Yawali and i really have been praying a lot for what's happening in brazil i know we're going to talk a little bit about first saturday this saturday but um, i know that it's definitely a burden on my heart what's happening in that country and just really being faithful to partner in prayer on behalf of just righteousness being established in that land so i don't know if you want to go into that but this might be yeah. a good segue.
0: Sure, I mean, uh, I, I think you know, it's wor- worldwide. It's it's really a battle between what I would say is a a heathen mindset and the, tra- the traditional uh, conservative views of religion and um, belief in God, whatever form that takes. Um, you know, just this. It's a two days ago, the Italians had that election and they. Elected oh, yeah. The woman. Um, who is a conservative. Georgia. Yeah. And she yeah. says, uh, God, family and country. And most of our media says that's fascism that's alter right and i thought since when does god family and country equal fascism and it's it's just like a a tide of the demonic that wants to eliminate god wants to neutralize family and wants to erase every national interest and um so down in Brazil, you have a quite a similar thing. It's not being said God, family, and country, but the opponent of uh, um, of the current president is, is just a leftist, and he he's not only a leftist he's he's just not. He's not any friend to Christianity. Um, so you know, and in here in our country, and you can look at you can look at places all over, all over the world, and to some degree or another. These are the the battles, like Sweden. I understand just, has, um, has experienced this, and. You know but but again the European media is saying that the Swedish are going off into some kind of far-right mania but they're just saying look we don't want to we don't want to lose our heritage we don't want to lose our country we don't want to lose our our foundation of faith and it's just so unusual that this would be going on. Now the places that is not going on are Russia and China and uh, of course North Korea and those places are already devoted uh, to destroying the church and destroying, (laughs) destroying the family units and their idea of country is world dominion so it you know it's really a spiritual war and it's it's worldwide and i i think that it kind of explains some of the things that we read about in in the book of revelation and in daniel where um the whole world is rising up against the saints and and against god and you always wondered how can that be when i was a kid i'd think so does that mean that america somehow is going to be destroyed because at that point when i was a kid you know america was riding on the wave of having defeated the nazis in in uh, europe and you know they were engaged in a couple of you know, Korea and Vietnam, but we were still the the champion of of rights, and uh, so I thought, will America just be destroyed in some way? Will those ruskies fire nuclear weapons, and we'll be done for? But boy, oh boy,
1: <laughs>
0: what we see now is just really unimaginable. But it's not just here; it's, it's all over. Well, most of the world. At least the places that would stand against. The, uh, the ultra. The ultra communist system. I took off there, didn't I? Yeah.
1: Well. It's just interesting, just thinking about what you're saying and and here in America, how, you know, our country was founded on biblical principles. And, and you think about family, you know, family first, what she said and how in our country, just the truth from the word, those biblical principles have been so perverted. Yeah. and continue. I mean, it's like the wave of agenda to towards that perversion. It, it's just, it to me is just unfathomable how the enemy has played into that. And to the point where, I mean, it just seems to be the priority in the minds of our leaders is to get these agendas passed through and uh, i don't know pastor thank goodness we serve the lord who is on the throne and we are not we're citizens of heaven yeah but still have to to be here and to represent that that light in the darkness but
0: anyway, yeah. so the election for Brazil is this coming Sunday and we need to we need to be in prayer for the, from the standpoint of not, you know, be, from the standpoint of believing that God's will will be done and that the enemy won't be able to do some shenanigan to cheat and to try to shorten the window that god gives and so it's still all about the will of the lord and i can't fathom that it's that it's it's god's will for some anti-church presence to be elected in a place where god has given us an open door to minister um so
1: no and that's like this where that's specifically how we need to pray is that the enemy does not have that foothold because we i mean we watched that happen in india speaking from one that has a 10-year visa i mean that 10-year visa thinking that we're going to go in you guys had already been in multiple times we're actually going to go in with a team and, you know, had scheduled a pretty significant week of ministry, ministering not only to the men, but also to the women, right. to teach them about intercession. And, and, uh, so we just want to make sure that we pray effectively. And we know the best way to do that is to pray in the spirit
0: amen so we won't just be praying about Brazil on Saturday we will be asking the Lord to give us wisdom as to how to wage his his warfare and how to um, be sensitive as to how to pray and um, regarding the doors that God's opening because this is going to be an ongoing battle to it was like what the apostle paul said pray for me because a great door is open but there are many adversaries and mm-hmm. you know that whole principle is something that you know we need to we need to understand um, but my goodness <laughs> the opposition is 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 there and um you know, I was thinking about that rambling sermon that I gave on Sunday, and it, I cleaned it up a whole lot before I spoke it yesterday in in the land of uh, the beautiful French language. But mm-hmm. all of those give-them-ups, like God gave them up, really speak about all these things that we've been seeing and, in our country, at least, and not really understand from the changing of national identity to the elimination of the, the parents to uh, the social media um, delivering this nonsense and, and it being, gain, it gains momentum as it goes to the, uh, the you know, the, the traditions of the country being destroyed to, um, uh, you know, all of those things are what we face all the time. And now, and I, I've been praying, asking the Lord, uh, repenting before him for the uncleanness and the, the foul lusts and the, the reprobate putting people and things in position that are not, that are not verified and qualified. And I was thinking about that because, you know, this was again, all these things were against God, which is why he gave them up. And so when you repent for that, you're really not just asking God to forgive, but you're really expressing to him Our sorrow at the fact that he's been rejected and that I think is one of the ways that we can minister to the Lord because it's just like you know if you've you've ever been rejected before it it's not a pleasant thing and when God gives his love and extends his you know particularly this country God has blessed this country and this, the 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 slights that have been addressed toward God over the years here, and the ways that people have openly rejected Him, and for Him then to release re- release due to uncleanness, release due to filthy uh, lusts, release to you, know, you just think about all the people in power or, or all the things that we were told were, were right, but they were really deceptions or at, at the least just, just innocent lies. Um, the people that are in power who are just lying. Oh, the border's not open, it's closed. Well, have you been down there? No. Um, do you, you you're paying not I mean paying attention to the millions that have come across in the last two years? Oh, that's not true. See all those lies, and it just goes on and on. I mean, it just it just even now you hear one political party saying we were not in favor of defunding the police. Um, it's a lie I mean you just start posting point after point of the politicians saying that two years ago one year ago and now to say no we never we never said that um, and and even the idea of defunding the police and eliminating them that's just such an asinine prospect but it, it just goes down the line to this reprobate type of thinking um, Remember when they were saying, oh, if we remove the police, we could just send out social workers. And, you know, you see these horrific attacks in New York on the subways. I just saw one the other day that was just horrendous. And nobody's accountable. If you arrest, a, if you arrest somebody, take them to the precinct, boom, they're back out on the street with no accountability. That's happening. But people say, no, that's not happening. Even the, the abortion thing, I you know those those well, I won't call them what they are. Those women on the View on ABC were saying that no, there was never full term abortion. that was that that was a Republican farce. Well, you had governors of two of their states advocating it publicly. There's no farce to it. So this reprobate type of thing. And, of course, you know, again, politicians are known for lies. They said, how can you tell if a politician's lying? Are their lips moving? You know, that's the old joke. But, you know, the point, though, is that this is all part of that reprobate that God surrenders the people to because they don't want him. And so I've been going before the Lord just asking him to forgive that and asking him to forgive me or our church in any way if we in any way rejected him and i i don't i mean you got to be careful if you say well i've never done that you don't you just you just want to make sure that you're right before god but this is a big you know even like and i i'm there was a movement that still it's lost some of its vigor. But they said in their charter that one of their main theme was was themes was to dissolve the nuclear family. Now, what's that mean? You know, we don't we don't want a father in the home. We don't we don't want the parents raising the kids. That that was that was a main theme. I think they yanked it off their their uh, agenda but it's there anybody saw it it's 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 this rejection of God it's this rejection of his ways his word it's just so the war is 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 upon us it's not coming it's there so
1: I think, um, let's just talk for a minute about our role as intercessors, because we are obviously the saints, we represent righteousness from the throne of God, and we don't waver, and I think about just being an intercessor, standing in the gap, and, and I do oftentimes reflect back on Moses, who was also acknowledged as an intercessor, who would go before the Father as the intercessor for God's people to, um, to plead with God not to destroy them, when I'm sure he felt very much like we feel and And so it, it sometimes it challenges me, but I also recognize that we know that God is empowering us to carry at His judgment. And so, you know, Moses goes before the Lord, you know they, he goes up on the mountain and then while he's up there, then they build the golden calf and they do, you know, all that rebellion and sin. And then it pisses God off and I don't blame him. And so he tells Moses, they're doing that down at the bottom of the mountain. So Moses goes down there, throws the tablets down and then intercedes for like 40 days. And then God calls him back up with the second two tablets. And he tries to make atonement for the people. And the Lord says, you know Moses says just write me out of your book of life let me be the atonement and you know Moses the lord says no you go back down there and you lead the people but he but but the lord still he he nakon but he still he still dealt with the people he brought the plague to for them to pay for their sin and and so i guess what i'm saying is for us as intercessors, sometimes I'm so thankful for the gift of intercession and the gift of of the spiritual languages that God has given us, that anointing to be able to just pray in the spirit and, and go in and repent. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, we, we are those ones. Then he'll save us. But oftentimes, you know, I... I find myself in agreement with the Lord, where I just want to say, "Just smite them." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I guess I say all that to say that um, we have to stay in the spirit with this, because um, these are hard days, and at the same time, we want to be faithful <laughs> to stand in the gap on behalf of our nation and to see those that he has called and chosen to come to know him. And I don't know, pastor right now I'm rambling, but it's been a long time since I've been able to ramble. So um,
0: this is good.
1: I just want to, I just want to be faithful. I want to be faithful in intercession. And I want my deliberations with the Lord to be just right. And and for my heart to want to see our nation saved and not judgment brought upon it, but it's hard because it's so disgusting and repulsive to my flesh. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, you know, we have a great calling. And when God called us to intercession at the core of our identity as saints, it is to take it is to take it to the end. And whatever that looks like. And um, so, Lord, just let us be faithful.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a smart thing to say that we need to. We need to really ask the Lord. Diverse tongues, as you said, is such a great, phenomenal gift and grace. But when we interpret out of that and we're going to be offering prosuke or we're going to be asking God in any of the other uh, power words of prayer, we want to make sure that we're asking exactly what he wants. I think we all learned, I don't know if we all learned, we got a real taste of humble pie. in 2020. um, Where, you know, we were just absolutely certain that things were going to turn out differently. And they didn't. And, you know, you don't want to go down the conspiracy line or whatever. But I think I think the whole point from that is that not so, so much that election but the sign that this is where we are in our world now. Well, and the enemy is not playing by the rules. You you have all of these things, you have uncleanness, you have these foul exhibits of passion according to the lust of the flesh, you have this reprobate ideology. And how do we, you know, yes, we repent. And yes, we ask protection upon our family and upon our church and upon those that are near us. But how do we how do we navigate in war in spiritual warfare through that? That's where we've got to learn. And I think that the first step to learning is acknowledging. Yeah. and um, you don't know really how to do something until you've started to do it. Um, so, for, for instance, for Brazil, I know what God has said to us and about our mission. It's not just what I'd like to have happen in Brazil, it's all about his kingdom and his mission. And so I'm praying from that point of strength, and surety that God will preserve the paths and guide us and give us innovation and creativity. Um, you know, in the old days, we just pray, oh Lord, let the people vote for, you know, for the right person. That would be nice. <laughs> but it's, it's um, it's just a, it's just a really strange thing. It's just really strange. But you know, again, you, you look at the way that the media has gone after Bolsonaro down there. It's the same way that they're saying that this, this really I think wholesome woman that was just elected in Italy. They're being demonized. Because they stand for whatever their belief in God is, they stand for the health of the, the nation and they stand for the health of the family. And it's it's just almost unbelievable that that would be the fulcrum upon which spiritual warfare is is being is being addressed in in this day we're in but it seems to be that way
1: um yeah and too i mean you think about what happened in the uk over the last couple of weeks with the queen passing away and just that whole i mean oh my goodness the whole you know the whole country rallying around her passing in the successor that is to come and i don't i don't know where prince charles stands morally or biblically or anything like that but i do know that that her rulership for whatever you want to call it i know she didn't have really power but she was a she was symbolically she symbolically represented a nation
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to the core you know as simple as her faith was it was biblical faith and 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 now I have not read any media contrary you know I haven't, I haven't read anything about that but I know they just elected this new prime minister what a day before she passed away or a couple of days before that and to me it just it, it I hold on to those kinds of things and what happens with Italy, what happened with Italy, because it really is, I mean, it's like a, a glimmer of hope yeah. <laughs> that, we really, that, that we really need to hold on to because um, we know that in the end times, we are going to have to stand and not waver no matter what comes against us. And so I think the preparation for that has been through these days and will continue to be so. For us to be so solid and, and, and our faith from the right hand so strengthened that we don't waver. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a lot going on, on. the. There's just so much going on.
0: True. That's so true.
1: And you know, I somebody said to me. I think it might have been Stacy McGill. Um, Sunday after the service, we were talking, and um, Elizabeth was sharing a testimony, and and then Stacy said, you know, she said one thing that I didn't say about the atonement gathering was how when I listened to the messages, you know, the Lord. It it really in the beginning of the season, which really has been a season of 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 intercession i mean in so many ways where the lord is positioning us to be those intercessors in the in the end times but she said one of the things that i was really like honing into in the revelations that were bring, being brought forth was god is giving us strategy through the revelation And and that's something that was prophesied it really going into this season was that we really need to go after the Lord for strategy What does that look like and and my thinking? Was in the interpretation of our intercession, you know, he's going to give us these clear strategies But he's giving us strategies through the teachings through the revelation that he's giving us whether it be through These different ways that we pray and you know, there's just so many different ways that he's giving us strategies and I think we need to start looking at what he's bringing in that light. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the strategy and how do we apply it? And and start just really honing that because we need that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly true. Um, you know, one of the things also that happened at the seminar was... Uh, we did two different things this time, new things. One of them had to do with uh, the way prophetic presbytery was handled for the on-site people, which, um, you know, it was, it was a success. I think it blessed people. I didn't have a lot of people that, that were participating in it this time, but it was different and it was new. And and it was good, but the other thing was that that little rubric test that once again didn't didn't say to people you have this office or you have this gift. It to me it's was as we said many times a predilection of of what God may be burdening you in the body of Christ to strengthen and support. Um, and. But, but the thing is, is that I ask for the leaders of those groups to submit whatever essential thing that they felt um, as they listened to the people after the prayer time. And those of you who were in the seminar, you, you know, for those of you who weren't here, we took this test, then we sent people to different areas of the church to be in a in a teaching time regarding what that focus was, whether it was the evangelist or the teacher or the or the prophet or the, um, um, well, apostle. The fivefold. There wasn't anybody. Yeah. yeah, it was the fivefold measure or the pastor. Most of the people, a, a, a large proportion, tested out in the pastoral thing, which is, great but the point is though that after that happened there was a prayer time and then the leaders of which you were one had a prayer time and gathered insights and then those were spoken at the end of that session so it was you know it was a fun thing to do but when i when i got the reports back one of the things that was was, said out of out of the teacher uh was that we needed to re re re-examine the the Watchman. now i remember what we (laughs) we tried the watchman ministry many many years ago and i know it blessed the lord you can hear it's
1: happening in my house yeah i know it's a prophetic demonstration
0: (laughs) But I, you know, I, I don't I thought, well, how are we going to do that? You know, and I was praying about it. How are we going to do that? We've done this before. And, and, uh, and I appreciate everybody, we appreciate everybody that worked on it. But it really didn't accomplish what we felt the burden of the Lord was really saying, and that's no, nobody's fault. I know that you worked very hard with it. Teresa Smith worked very hard with it, Um, but it it was it was almost like we were pioneering into something, and in the establishment of it, we we just got it, it, it it did not go all the way that in our spirit we thought that it would, and that's nobody's fault. But I'm wondering if there's not a different kind of a watchman that we, and we've just been talking about it. How do you glean how to pray for areas that you have a responsibility for, for areas that are being maligned by the demonic as the enemy anticipates a move of God? Um, How do you pray for that? And so I think that's one of the things where we're, we're going to have to really seek the Lord for is to, is to how to establish that. Um, but like you said, you know, the revelation of the word has been giving us a lot of a lot of weapons. And um, how to utilize them, how to employ them, when to employ them, how we do it individually, how do we know when to gather a group? Um, because, you know, again, I appreciate over the years people having dreams or sending in words and, and I, we don't want to discourage that. But so many times we would receive that and we say, Wow, this is really deep. But I don't know how to apply this. You know, there's a warning. But it's it's not really precise. It's a warning, but it's not precise. So how do we guard against this? Uh, What do we do? Do we just shut down? Do we run away, run away? No, we haven't. But We need greater clarity.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's each, each, I guess, a watchman word would would be individual on its own, but I think um, bringing a measure of awareness, but even that is, can be challenging. You don't want to bring fear. You don't want to create an atmosphere of putting us on the defense. You don't, you have to be really wise with that. Maybe if we had a council, you know, more of like a watchman council, where you had um, more than one gifting, um, maybe some intercessors and, well, we should all be intercessors, but you know what I mean. I don't know, It's definitely something, this is first I've heard of this, so I mean, this definitely something to, to consider
0: in well, the development. Because yeah, I don't remember something. being a big... Go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, I don't remember being a, a big part of that ministry until we began developing the fivefold. And, and we did have some that had very keen seers giftings that then I think somehow got lumped into Watchmen, the Watchmen. Um, but it was different from the early Watchmen that really began to be developed you know way 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 back in the very beginning yeah when really our seers were not even mature or developed and they got just lambasted on the wall (laughs) and i think we just are gun shy because we want to protect and and so this is part of the development i guess and the maturity
0: well you know again i just asked for these words and they came in late last week and i just was looking at them and i was you know i was blessed that our one of the things is that the saints network is thank god i mean very very much prolific in gaining insights that that's good um but what you do with them how you do that you know and, and then even like what happened katie referenced this on sunday regarding worship where she asked different people, and you heard you heard about this on Sunday, and you knew it was going on. um, We're standing in different places during the worship time. Um, That I think that was very effective. But what what does that mean for where we are now? We've done so many different things like that over the years. And every one of them has been effective. But what do we, what do we mean by it now? You know, all the times we guarded over the worship team and had people dancing or standing and praying and these were all good things. The way that our worship team was really attacked most effectively was from within. And um, it was a devastating attack. And I don't know how you guard against that. You keep praying. Yes. Um, but you can't legislate prayer. So, again, what I'm saying is I, I'm looking back over the years and I'm trying to process where the Lord has brought us and he has brought us and the wonderful strengths that he's given us as have been developed over are walking with him together, but how we apply them now is on a whole different theater of operation. Um, and
1: it is, it it is. And let me just interject this. I mean, there is a there is a huge responsibility that falls upon um, leadership to. To put these things in place and I totally I'm totally with you there and I'm totally on board I do think that I do think that you think about the company of Saints that joined together two weeks ago that were in intercession together that were in worship together that sat for the ministry of the word that received the seed that just you know processing those things even still today which we should be each one of us has a responsibility to function. And I know when I walk into that sanctuary, my job is not just to lay down and soak in the Lord, even though that's always my first, you know, that it's always my first inclination, but, and, and that is necessary. But when I say you come with your lamp full, my job is to step into that sanctuary and function whether it be a service, whether it be a prayer time, whether I just step in there on Monday morning at 9.30 in the morning by myself. And those gates are alive, and, and, and as a prophet, as somebody that should be able to function in the fivefold, as a pastor, you know, or whatever, I have a responsibility to function in the maturity for which God has brought me over the last 25 years. And so I think we all need to approach it that way and, and know that God gives you a watchman word, you guard over that word. You discern whether or not you submit that word. You, you, know, you submit it to your pastor or to me here or whatever. But I think that we should all be functioning in a level of maturity where we're sensitive enough to the moving of the spirit in those atmospheres where, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Do you hear me? <laughs> I hear you. And so that doesn't take away from the leadership and the directive that's going to come apostolically or prophetically in 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 the development of these things, but I think we are in a place where we have to be awake. We have got to we have got to be we have to be awakened and recognize the hour that we are living in and the responsibility that we carry in the anointing that God has given to us. And, you know, I think about that afternoon with the the fivefold and 85% of the people that walked into my room, walked in with eyes as big as saucers, wondering why they were in that room. And and so it really, you know, ended up for me to be a very um, effective way of applying the prophetic into whatever office you actually f- formally function in because I had some pastors in there. I had some, you know, I had some different people that clearly moved in other offices and that was really, I think, I think we need to look a little deeper into just the, the, um, the results of that test and know that if you like somebody in our house, it's very strong teacher see or tested out as pastor and was texting me like going, oh my gosh, what does this mean? And I, you know, I can see pastoral pastoral gifts in her, but she is predominantly a seer. If I said who it was, you're gonna know exactly who I'm talking about, but I'm not gonna do that. But I think the point is, is that we should all be functioning at a level where we can step in, especially in intercession. and, And we have to, anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, these are, these are days that are unlike any other, but the Lord has brought us through many different experiences and many different measures of development to this time. And uh, we're going to work together and see what God wants us to do.
1: Amen. Amen. Um.
0: You know, since we were last on uh, on this broadcast, I'm just going to say this since you said these folks are listening. Um, our dear brother and sister Luke and Sylvie moved from Montelimar to uh, down toward the southern coast. And um, they're very... Uh, They're very much enjoying the new place that God has led them to and they're very happy to be closer to a great group of of saints who are there. I know they're very close to where Julia lives and Francine and um, we look forward to seeing what God's going to do through that and we look forward to a time hopefully soon when we'll be able to Go and visit all of them. But I know that we were aware of this, but many in the Saints Network may not know. And so um, we do ask that you would pray for France, particularly the enclave of the Saints in the south of France, that, um, that God will do what he has ordained and desires to do for the days that are ahead. And so we've not really officially announced that, but I know that people here would be interested in knowing that. Man, oh man, I remember the first time we met Luke. <laughs> you know, what what funny memories. And we would go into Montelimar with groups of people or I think a couple times it was just Paul Harrison and myself, and you never knew what you were walking into. And um, the one constant of it, even though we didn't have the relationship we have now, was that Luke was, was a solid citizen and um you could you could go and ask him what's going on here and um we we were able to somehow minister and survive but really pleasant memories of monte i'm not saying god's not fi- that, that god's finished there but it will be great to to see what god's going to do there in the in the new alignment in the south of France. Amen. Amen. So, at uh, we're coming down to the last five minutes of our reinvigorated broadcast. We again want to remind you that first Saturday prayer is is really an important thing we want to remind you that we need to be in prayer for our brothers and sisters in Florida and um, we look forward to being able to reach out to you tomorrow on Wednesday Night Live Um, you know we had I'll just say this you may want to pray for us too because as uh, soon as Sunday school was over this past Sunday all the power went out in the youth room and in Peace Chapel in Ruby's office, my office but it everything was on in the sanctuary, thank God up here in the booth and we discovered through the well the good efforts of Pastor Fabian and then Nathan McGill that somebody had vandalized one of our main electrical breaker boxes outside. Nathan thought it was in an attempt to steal copper, but um, how in the world everything worked through Sunday school and then just went out, we don't know. that That's just a mystery to me. And so... Um, we're, we need to pray for Nathan because some of that stuff that needs to be replaced is, is really old and one of the main electrical suppliers here doesn't carry those GE parts and so Nathan is trying to find a supplier that does supply that but as of now about most of the office area doesn't have any power. Um, We need to pray that whoever is doing this vandalism, they tried to do it a few weeks ago. And they tried to do it before that on some of our big air units. Um, We're we're Ruby, I commissioned Ruby to um, to order some some high powered surveillance cameras for out there and a system that will integrate all of the cameras through the church, not the, not the live stream cameras, uh, so that we can monitor that all the time. It's a strange world. Who would think that anybody would do that to a church? Now, it may just be somebody that's demonic and they wanna try to shut us down, but we would ask for your prayers that Nathan will be given favor, that we can get everything back up and running, at a minimal cost and that's one of the reasons one of the many reasons we appreciate nathan Um, but also that god would put a shield around this place that (laughs) no weapon formed against us will prosper i had to throw that in there at the end sounds selfish but we just ask for your prayer Well, anything else? We've got a minute and a half left. No? Not that I can think
1: of.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. It's been a long season of of uh, no broadcast, but now we're we're back and we pray that God will use you in mighty ways and that he will continue to help us to determine how best to use the tools that he's given us here may the spirit help us to serve our father so god bless all of you and we will look forward to being with you tomorrow praying with you on saturday and being with you on sunday so until then God bless
1: God bless goodbye bye